Hello everyone, this is Season 1, Episode 12 of Talking with Tyler, and uh, college football is soon approaching. Everyone knows that, I'm excited, you're excited, every college football fan's excited, but there's also the fan bases that know they're going to be in for most likely a very rough year. And as these 25 teams on my list show, yeah, some, sometimes some teams can be almost unwatchable. So without further ado, let's get into it. Now, number 25, we have the Akron Zips. Now, Akron did make a great hire at head coach after firing Tom Arth after a disastrous stint. And they hired former... Oregon Ducks offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead also was the head coach at Mississippi State for two seasons, which was an excellent hire. Moorhead is a very good offensive mind, and considering Akron's offense has pretty much been the equivalent of a water pistol, um, that is a much-needed improvement on the offensive side. I think this offense will automatically improve. Well, I shouldn't say automatically improve, but I think... In the long term, this is going to be a great hire. Now, now in terms of their returning production, there's two sides. On the offense, they only return 53%, which isn't good at all. That's 100th in the country, horrible. But on the other hand, they return 81% on defense, which is 20th in the country, which is awesome. And they have some notable players that they got in the transfer portal on offense as well. They got wide receivers Shockey Jaquez Lewis, who was a transfer from Houston, and wide receiver Alex Adams, who was a transfer from LSU. So pretty two pretty high-profile transfers coming in. And they even have a starting caliber tight end in tight end Tristan Brank, who was a sophomore. Defensively, it looks way better. Definitely. They have two good linebackers and just... Jess Lord Batang, I really hope I'm saying that right, and Bubba Arsianian, uh, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your names, I really am. And they even have a capable starting cornerback, one of the best in the MAC in Charles Amenqua Sr. So why do I have him on here? Well, first of all, Joe Moorhead's in his first year. They're, they aren't going to write the ship in year one, unlikely. It could happen, but not with this, unlikely with the schedule. This schedule is, <laughs> this schedule's ass. This schedule is awful. Like, this should go up there as one of the hardest in the country. So, let's go over it. Okay, you get San Francisco, PA. You, you should win. You should probably kill them. At least win by, like, 14 points. But the next three games fucking blow balls. <laughs> Sorry for my potty mouth. I probably should have mentioned. If you don't, if you're sensitive to um, a lot of potty words, then please leave now. They play at Michigan State. At Tennessee and at Liberty, their next three games. They are almost likely to get blown out in every single one of these games. Maybe they can hang in there with Liberty, but even... I I don't trust it in Lynchburg. I think Liberty will be better than they were last year. So, but even then, Bowling Green, not the easiest game. I know the Falcons have been terrible, but I think they're going to improve a little this year, actually. They play at Ohio, who was also horrible last year, but it is on the road. Central Michigan, even at Akron, the Chippewas are a better team than the Zips. At Kent State, Kent State's the better team, and they have home field. 
Miami, Ohio, they're the better team, though it is at Akron. Eastern Michigan, the better team at, at Akron. At Buffalo, they're not very good, so maybe. But even then, it's still on the road. And at Northern Illinois, the, the, they're the superior team, and they have home field. This schedule, like, the only guaranteed win I really see is really the St. Francis PA. I wouldn't say the others are guaranteed, like, cupcake wins. I'd say the next best likely is Bowling Green. Then maybe at Buffalo, at Ohio. I mean, this is a very hard schedule. This is a very, very hard schedule. I do love the Joe Moorhead hire. I think it will work out very, very, very well in the long term. But the short term, Zips fans, uh, be prepared for probably a really bad year. And at number 24, we have another team I think that could actually be a little better than I project them, and that's Louisiana Monroe. Now, the Warhawks were 4-8 last year, which is very bad, but they did have some good wins. They they upset Liberty, who was, like, I think a 30-point favorite. Um, I want to say they were hanging in tight with Louisiana. Um, now, they did get blown out some games. They did. They got blown out by like Coastal 59 to 6 and it was really really ugly. Um Appalachian State obliterated them, Georgia State obliterated them. But generally they were more competitive than they've been the past a few seasons. Well, I shouldn't say few. They were they were 0 10 last year. They were meh before that. But anyway, now this schedule also sucks. I don't know why. Louisiana Monroe, it seems, always has hard schedules. But before we get to the schedule, we need to look at the returning production. Because the returning production is not... It's... Oh, 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 oh my god, what the hell is wrong with me? Now, they have the opposite problems of Akron. They return 82% on offense, which is 21st in the country. Excellent. But only 41% on defense, which is the 126, which is absolutely dreadful. So, if we go to their schedule... Fuck, man. (laughs) This schedule also blows, by the way. (laughs) This schedule is not kind. If the Warhawks get to a bowl game, Terry Bowden might have to be nominated for Coach of the Year. So first they play at Texas. Now, we, we all know Texas. They're kind of a meme school. They're basically the Dallas Cowboys of college football, basic, in terms of, you know, they say this is our year. And I, I know I'm not trying to to smack at Cowboys fans. I'm just saying what the general expectations is. But they're going to get obliterated that game. They should beat Nickel State at Alabama. I don't have to say anything. Louisiana. Um, Billy Napier did depart, and a lot of players did depart. They only returned 48%, but the Raging Cajuns are still the better team. But it is, um, in home field territory, so maybe they could actually sneak out an upset. At Arkansas State, Arkansas State was absolutely awful last year. Um, but they were able to beat Louisiana Monroe on the road 27-24, and they do get them in Jonesboro this year. So that could game, that's a game I think that can go either way. Coastal, they basically stand almost no chance in that game. At South Alabama, there's a chance they did beat them last year by 10. 
but it is on the road. At Army, they're going to get smashed. Texas State, Texas State's also horrible. But, and they do get them at home, so I think they can actually win that game. At Georgia State, I don't see them really having any chance. At Troy, Troy's going to be pissed off about last year because Louisiana Monroe did upset them. Um, though they do have a new coaching staff, so maybe Bowden can take advantage of that. And then the final game, they get Southern Miss, who is also very bad. But they did look like a slightly more competent team at the end of the season. So, overall, the schedule... I don't know, man. <laughs> the schedule is really not doing it for me. It really, it really is not doing it for me. <laughs> Anyway, enough of my laughing. At number 23, we have another Sunbelt team. We have Texas State. Now, Texas State brings in a ton of transfers. So, hopefully that wins. Otherwise, Jake Spavadol, he's in year four. He's 9-27 as a head coach, which isn't good at all. That's horrible. And they need to start winning. I, I mean, I don't know why they don't start winning. Because they have decent facilities. They're in Texas. You think, and Texas loves football, but no. We haven't gotten to that point, at least yet, anyways. Um, Alright. Um, now, the, the schedule isn't horrible, but before we get to the schedule, they return a lot back, actually, I believe. Let me get there. I want to say they're in the top 30? Top 30 in returning production? I could be wrong. Uh, where the hell... Texas State, you a-holes, freaking making me search through crap. Anyway, but they do bring in a big transfer, and that is um, Lane Hatcher, who was a former starting quarterback at Arkansas State. Now, Texas State's quarterback play has been horrific, to, to say um, the least. They, they, they just cannot find anyone. They just can't. Now, if we look at their other players, most of their best players are on offense. You have Marcel Barbie, who is a solid player from the Juco transfer portal. And was, um... So, that that's a good addition. Had even a year of 1,104 yards and 15 scores in his Juco year. Lane Hatcher had a solid, again, as I said earlier, a solid, you know, yeah, a solid, ugh, I am really, sorry, I can't find the words. A solid tenure with the Red Wolves. Dalton Cooper, who is a big tackle, six foot six, 300 pounds, a third-team All-Sun Belt member last year, looks to make the jump. And um, Javen Banks, who's sort of like, trying to find his way um he'll likely um have more playing time this year um there isn't much on defense though outside of the linebacker room with jordan revels and sion topu i really hope i'm saying these names right i'm probably butchering them and i'm really sorry if i am but there isn't there isn't much on the defense which really concerns me um, and the schedule, it's not horrible. Like, at Nevada, even at Nevada, 
Like, Nevada will be favored, and I favor the Wolfpack in that game, but it isn't impossible. They lost Jay Norvell. They lost Carson Strong. They lost Romeo Doves. They lost Cole Turner. They lost a ton on both sides of the ball, and they bring in a new coach. So, honestly, I could see the Bobcats sneaking out an upset in Reno. It's possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's a chance. FIU, they should win. FIU is going to be horrendous this year. They're bringing in a new first-year head coach. And they have a lot of shit they need to do. Just And the athletic department just doesn't seem like they care about football, to be honest with you, which really pisses me off. I think every single college should strive to have a good football team. Every single one, no exceptions. And every team should also try to get a football team if they don't have one. Then at Baylor, they're going to get obliterated, enough said. Um, Houston Baptist. Houston Baptist is a horrible FCS team. The Texas State, the Bobcats should be able to kill the Huskies. At James Madison, this is an interesting one. James Madison, the Dukes have transitioned from FCS to FBS. They were an elite FCS team. And I mean, I would favor the Dukes, but I don't think it's impossible for Texas State to win. I don't I don't think it's impossible. I think they can keep up at least. Um Appalachian State, Appalachian State's the way better team. And they're just a well, far superior ran program, and I expect them to kill the Bobcats even on the road. At Troy, again, another game that I think can go either way, even though it's at Troy, again, the Trojans, they're bringing in a new head coach, you know, a different players, and I think it's not impossible. Southern Miss... Um, they get at home, and I do think they are the better team than Southern Miss. So I'm actually going to say they win that one. At Louisiana Monroe, again, that's a 50-50 game. I think they can win that game or lose. Either way, I think it'll be a close game. And then you get another one. Like, see, this schedule down the stretch is not hard. It's just Texas State isn't good enough to beat most of these teams. Or, or like, beat them, like, certainly, I should say. At South Alabama, they're under second-year head coach in Kane Womack. And, I mean, it's possible, but then again, it's on the road. But, again, another game that they need to win a lot. They need to at least get a bowl game where Jake Spadwell's out of a job. Arkansas State, I do think Texas State is the better team. And they're at home, so they should win this one. Arkansas State doesn't bring in better, does bring in the better recruiting talent, though. But I'd say overall, and uh, oh, and this will be the Lane Hatcher Bowl. Lane Hatcher at home going up against his former team. How about that? Oh, boy, that's going to be a very interesting game, actually, now that I think about it. Then you, final game, Louisiana at Texas State. Louisiana probably, well, they're going to be the better team, even under a first-year head coach, and probably win, but... It is in San Marcos, so I think it's possible, but overall, this team is likely not going to be very good. I don't expect Jake Spavital to keep his job. Now we go over to the number 22 slot. We have Syracuse. Um, Syracuse has just been, ever since that 2018 season, it's been awful, pretty much. Well, I shouldn't say fully awful outside of a 1-10 in 10 year. 5-7, and 1-10, and 5-7. Just not cutting it. They have an elite um, They have an elite running back in Sean Tucker who's very good. 
And they do bring back 80% of their returning production, which is excellent. They're in the top 20. Let me get it up here. Yeah, they're ranked number 16. 79% on offense, 81% on defense, both excellent. Both ranked in the top 30 in the country, which is awesome. But first of all, their schedule is tough. And first of all, this team isn't very good. Like, if I look at their best players here, like, outside of Sean Tucker, like, who do you think of when you think of Syracuse? It's hard. And Dino Babers is on the hot seat. If they're not, if they don't win, if they don't win, um, if they don't get to a bowl game, Dino Babers is fired. You can't, you can't go, you know, that six of seven season not making a bowl. It's unacceptable. Um, Michael Jones, who has had an excellent, um, has an excellent career, 217 career tackles, 11 and a half tackles for lost four interceptions, six pass breakups, and three forced fumbles. You have Garrett Williams and Dorian Chestnut at the cornerback spots, which, I mean, their defense isn't horrible. They actually had a good defense last year. It's just the offense was not good whatsoever. Um, Garrett Schrader, who's looking to try to step up at quarterback. And you have a good backup running back in Jawan Price, who was also a backup at New Mexico State. He can probably help you. And then Stephen Tom- Like, most of their guys are on defense. It's just the offense is just... I don't think it's good enough. It's And this schedule sucks. This schedule is also really bad. You're going to see a common theme... With this, and a lot of these schedules are tough. Well, first of all, because these teams are bad, really bad. And also because they're just tough because of the opponents they play. First, they play Louisville. It is at Syracuse, so I could see an upset here. But I do expect the Cardinals to actually have a pretty decent to solid season this year. So I'm going to favor the Cardinals. At UConn, UConn has been notoriously horrible at the collegiate level college football level, yeah, and it is at UConn, Um, I'd still favor Syracuse, even with Jim Mora, I think we'll give him a little excitement, I, uh, I don't know, I don't think UConn's winning that game, (laughs) Um, Purdue at Syracuse, like, even their home games are hard, I don't expect them to have a chance against Purdue, Purdue's the way better team, I just, I just expect them to do whatever. I mean, again, Syracuse, their offense isn't good enough to challenge most of these teams. And their defense has to do all the work. You have to be balanced. And this team is anything but balanced. <laughs> then they have, then they play Virginia. And I'm ex- actually expecting the Cavaliers to have a solid season. I'm more high on them than most. Tony Elliott comes in, first-year head coach. Now, I would be mostly concerned. And I could see the orange upsetting, but... I like what Virginia brings back. Brennan Armstrong, Dontavian Wicks, and oh, and they're just the more better team. They have more talent. And I think are just going to be a more well-ran machine than the Orange are. But then you get a break. You get a nice little break. You play Wagner. Horrible FCS team. You'll kill them. Nice. Nice things move. But then it does it. <laughs> Because, oh my god, they are, (laughs) they play three 
top 17 teams the next four weeks. They play North Carolina State, at Clemson, Notre Dame, and at Pitt. There was no way in hell they're winning any of these games. Almost no way in hell. Miracle if they win one of four. Miracle. Absolute miracle. Um, then you get sort of a little well, a easier game. Florida State, who I do expect to be better this year. I, I like the Seminoles a bit more this year. But And they are more talented than Syracuse. It is at Syracuse. Like, I mean, I'd still favor Florida State, but I, I'd say Syracuse has a fighting chance. At Wake Forest, um, obviously I, we all heard the really bad news that Sam Hartman went out with an injury, but he likely will be back for this game. And even if he isn't, Wake Forest is the way better team. They're at home. And they're just going to throw the ball all over Syracuse. And the final game of Boston College. Now, Boston College, um, they need Phil Yurkovich to stay healthy if they want to win. Like, you know, get to the 7-8 win mark, which is what they're aiming for. And it is at Boston College. I think Boston College, the Eagles, they're a better team in the Orange. Um, I like their defense. And... I think the Eagles actually could surprise. I could honestly see seven or eight wins. I don't think they can just be the generic six and six team we're usually accustomed to seeing from Boston College. So yeah, the schedule—it's it, not—it's not good. It, it is not. <laughs> uh, at number twenty-one, Arizona. Now Arizona was unwatchable last year. Un watchable. Holy crap, this team was a dumpster fire last year. I am I'm expecting them to be a little better, but they're on my bottom 25 for a reason. They're still going to be awful. And their schedule stinks. Like they did bring in some nice transfers. I like Jacob Cowling. I don't like transferred to a worse team in UTEP to Arizona. And yes, I do think UTEP's the better team. And they got Jane Delara, who was the starter for Washington State last year. Oh my god, this schedule stinks! Alright, first they play at San Diego State. San Diego State is going to be really good again next year. And even if they aren't as good as they are last year, they're still a better team than the Wildcats. Mississippi State, possible. I mean, all their out-of-conference teams, North Dakota State. I mean, North Dakota State's been the best FCS team of the last decade. And honestly, I think I'd favor the Bison. I mean, North Dakota State even has a seven-game win streak against Power 5 teams. They even beat a ranked 15 Iowa team on the road. This team's legit. Honestly, they should just be kicked out of FCS and moved to FBS. I don't know why the FCS hasn't kicked them out. But the rest of these games, the only winnable games I see on here are Colorado, because I think Colorado's going to be even worse. You'll see them later on this list. I don't know, maybe they beat Arizona State, maybe. Even then, I know Arizona State's going through some drama, but I think they'll still be the better team than Arizona. And they've owned it, the Wildcats, the past few meetings. And, and there's other games on here. At Utah, UCLA, USC, and Oregon, they're almost going to stand no chance in any of those games. I think they're going to head in the right direction soon enough, but not this year. No way in hell. 
At number 20, we have Arkansas State. So, actually, well, I said Texas State. No, I meant Arkansas State was going to be the better team. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that was a major fuck-up by me. Because they bring in a lot of good recruits. They brought in the second-ranked recruiting class in the Sun Belt, which is very good. Butch Jones is known to be a great recruiter. It just He seems to have a hard time assembling a staff, like a competent staff together. Because the defense was unwatchable last year. That thing was horrific. But the reason I give them a nod over some of the other Sunbelt teams is, yes, they brought in more talent. And I do think it can work out over time. But their schedule is way easier, in my opinion. They get a lot more favorable home games, and even the road games aren't too bad. So, you first get Grambling. Um, Grambling's a little... I want to mention this because uh, former NFL head coach Hugh Jackson will be on, um, will be coaching that team. But it is at Arkansas State, Jonesboro, and I think they... At Ohio State, they're going to get obliterated by 50, probably. And then they have tough road games. They have, on their road schedule, they have at Memphis, Old Dominion, at Louisiana, and those are the hardest. But... The rest of this schedule, honestly, it isn't that bad. It really isn't. Louisiana Monroe, not very good. James Madison, who knows about them. At Southern Miss, not very good. South Alabama, not that great. UMass, dreadful. At Texas State, not good. Troy, not good. Like, they may be okay, but they're not a good team. So, like, the schedule is just way more favorable and I think that the recruiting talent will translate to some victories down the road. This team's still going to be horrible. Yeah, probably. But I think the Red Wolves will be a little bit. And before I go any further, I just want to say I'm not trying to bash these teams. I, I, I want them all to succeed, but not every team is going to succeed. But if any of these teams make a bowl game or it's a miracle. And good luck to all of the players, coaching staffs. I give the best of luck to all of you guys. Go out there and try to kick some ass. Um, at number 18, we have Ohio. I mean... Oh. Yeah. Yeah, next up we have Ohio. Yeah. I really put Arizona twice. Really? No, I screwed this up. Anyway. Top 24, guys. <laughs> Ohio, I don't know what happened to them last year. Like, they went, they transitioned from Frank Solis to Tim Albin, which you think would be a good thing. But they went 3-9 and nine last year. Like, I don't get it. They were such a well-ran machine under Frank Solis. And Tim Albin was there for most of those years, and they just flopped. Like, I don't know what happened, and... And the schedule is rather tough. They do bring a lot back, though. I mean, if you look at these road games, at Penn State, unwinnable. At Iowa State, almost unwinnable. At Kent State, not favored. At Western Mid, like, these road games suck. At Miami, Ohio, and Ball State, hard. And even Bowling Green can be a challenge. Buffalo, and eh, favor them over Buffalo. Northern Illinois, no. Okay, they should kill Fordham, at least. And Florida Atlantic, that's an interesting non-conference game. I don't know really what to expect from Florida Atlantic this year. But they need to be better. And 
they need to be a lot better. The defense needs to be better, and the offense just was not cutting it either. Now, they do have a pretty decent quarterback in Curtis Rourke. So, as if he improves a lot, then this team actually... It's not entirely impossible to make a bowl game if they can upset some of these teams on the road. Like maybe at Ball State, for example. But I'm, and I'm still not really expecting this team to be very good this year. Um, next up, 17, Southern Miss. Again, this team looked better at the end of the year. The, like The final two games, they actually looked like a decent football team. But the problem is that's the only final two games, and this football and I don't think their schedule. Like if we go to their schedule, I don't think it's horrible. Like I don't think it's that 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 bad. Like okay, Liberty at Southern Miss. I mean they have tough. Yeah, Liberty is their first game. Not easy, but Liberty's only favored by three. So either they don't expect Liberty to be as good as I think they'll be. Or they think Southern Miss will be better than I think will be. Maybe a combination of the two. But their other road games are pretty difficult. At Miami, loss. At Tulane, probably loss. I expect the Green Wave to bounce back this year. At Texas State, possibly could be a win. At Coastal, they're going to get smashed. At Louisiana Monroe, possible. And they have some winnable home games. Arkansas State, South Alabama... Maybe they can compete with Georgia State, but I like this Georgia State team a lot this year. And that Troy isn't horrible. And they get an easy cupcake game against Northwestern State, who stinks. So, <coughs> again, and they do return a good bit. So, and Will Hall is considered a solid offensive mind. So... If they can get that under control, maybe they can make some progress. Like, if they won, like, five... I wouldn't say it's a success, but it's trending in a better direction. Number 16, Kansas. Uh, I know, Kansas is in the top five? Top ten? What? Um, yeah, I know. Now, this team was horrible last year. They went 2-10, and ten, but they were more competitive. They actually looked like, I don't know, something called a football team. And the their schedule, there's winnable games on here. Mainly their home stretch. Tennessee Tech, they should kill. Tennessee Tech is a shitty FCS team, so they should murder. Duke, horrible, and it's at Kansas. I actually favor the Jayhawks. TCU, they're under a first-year coach at Sony Dykes, winnable. Iowa State, they're not expected to be good this year, winnable. <laughs> I can mention Texas. I'm sure that would make Longhorns fans mad because Texas somehow, I mean, Kansas somehow upset them last year. Uh, but this road schedule and the ranked teams they play, they play Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. They're going to get killed in all those games probably. And at Houston, they're going to get killed as well. So, and at Kansas State, it's also a difficult task. So, not the hardest schedule, and I do expect improvement. They bring a lot back, and I really like Lance Leipold as a head coach. He's going to get a long leash, and hopefully they can sort of, you know, build, construct that run-heavy defensive teams like he had with Buffalo and even earlier in his career with Wisconsin Whitewater.
Number 15, we have UNLV. I think UNLV is also a team that could trend upward. Remember, they are in an Allegiant Stadium, and the recruiting's been pretty solid there. And the schedule isn't... Like, the thing is with the schedule, it's tough. And they did, before I go into it, I think if Harrison Bailey is good at quarterback, then this team could go a lot further than I originally project them to. But the Mountain West is a tough conference. So, and it's not... They didn't really get the best batch... Um, their schedule doesn't start out too bad, though. Their home games are winnable. Idaho State, North Texas, New Mexico. Yeah, okay, Air Force, they're going to lose. Um, and Nevada, I think they can win, considering how depleted Nevada is. And also, they play Fresno State, and they did give Fresno State a fit last year, but I don't think it's going to be the same this year. Out of Hawaii's winnable, Hawaii's also going to be terrible this year, just because of how much they lost. And they're in, like, that shitty little soccer stadium crap. Like, I know I know I've know, i said that Aloha Stadium is a terrible stadium. But you went from that to downgrading. Anyway, we're not talking about Hawaii right now. We're talking about UNLV. Um, out, but the road games are tougher. They, they play at Notre Dame, at Utah State, at Cal... At Hawaii, like I mentioned earlier, and at San Diego State. Almost, and at San Jose State. Almost none of these they're going to win. Maybe San Jose State, just because San Jose State's trying to figure themselves out on offense. But they did bring in Chevin Cordero, who should help a little bit with the Spartans offense. So, I think the upside of this team could be maybe Surprise Bowl. I think Marcus Arroyo is a solid offensive mind. And I think they can get places. But... It's still going to be hard. The schedule isn't easy. It wouldn't really be easy for most teams, to be honest. So it really sucks. They really got a bad hand. They got a really bad hand. At number 14, we have Indiana. Indiana was expected to be a top 25 team. And... (laughs) They were anything but a top 25 team. They went 2-10 last year. And the schedule also sucks. And most of their guys left. So, they're, they're in, like, rebuild mode. Because I don't even expect Western Kentucky, which, oh, some might think that's an easy win. First of all, they only beat them by two last year. It was to a good Western Kentucky team, though. But, first of all, yeah. And Western Kentucky arguably could be improved on defense this year. And they have a high-powered offense. The only guaranteed win I see on here is Idaho. If you can't beat Idaho, then delete your football program. But, oh, man, this schedule sucks. Their notable games are at Cincinnati. They're going to get destroyed, probably. Michigan, they're going to get destroyed. At Ohio State, they're going to get destroyed. Michigan State, they're probably going to get destroyed. Purdue, maybe they can catch them off guard. Final game, maybe Purdue's getting hot. Um, Penn State, it is at Indiana, and I'm not expecting Penn State to be good as some believe they can. So, and maybe Maryland, maybe the, I'm not expecting Maryland to be good this year. I expect them to be okay. But even at Rutgers, I probably favor Rutgers, at least in New Jersey, anyways. This is a team that, like, it sucks. They had two solid season stretches where they went 14 and 7. That just got absolutely just washed away by just a pathetic season last year. 
now they're going to have to pick up the pieces and try to regain that form. Number 13, we have Buffalo. <coughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, Buffalo. Buffalo's a little weird. Because they were... They brought in Maurice Linguist, who basically... He didn't even have all the practices because he got hired late because... Kansas had to hire Lance Leipold because they didn't know Les Miles did all all that, you know, a little nefarious crap. And, and so they brought Lance Leipold over late. Then Buffalo kind of had a scramble. And they brought in Linguist. So I think, I think maybe, I mean, this is the MAC we're talking about. So you can reach the bowl games almost any year in the MAC. The MAC is a conference where you can be a below average team one year and a really good team the next year. But the schedule sucks, and I think they only bring back, like, 53% of the roster. Or 57%, my bad. But the schedule sucks. It really sucks. (laughs) Their hardest games are at Maryland, at Coastal Carolina, Toledo, at Eastern Michigan, Miami, Ohio, at Central Michigan, and Kent State. And even the FCS team they get, Holy Cross... Don't underestimate the Crusaders. Bob Chesney's Crusaders have made it to the FCS playoffs like the last three years. And they beat UConn. Who, yeah, it's UConn. They're horrible. But they can go on the road and really test you. And honestly, I could see the Crusaders upsetting the Bulls this year. Honestly, I would not be surprised. Actually, I think Holy Cross. Is, is, Bob Chesney's done an excellent job at Holy Cross. And even their other games that aren't supposed to be, like, super hard at Bowling Green, the the only guaranteed win I can almost guarantee you is probably UMass. Even though it's on the road, UMass is just so unbelievably unwatchable. But, but again, Maurice Ling was only in his second year, and the Bulls probably still have a long way to go to get back to where they were in the Lance Leipold era. At number 12, we have Temple. Temple... Had a abysmal season last year. They were getting bludgeoned in nearly every loss. And the team just was not trending in the right direction. So they fired Rod Carey, which probably was... It was the right move. The, the team just looked out of it. Um, and they brought in Stan Drayden, who I think was a former Owls alum and Texas's running backs coach. So I could see them being sort of a hard-nosed run team that tries to slow you down... But I don't think they're going to be very good in year one, obviously. They're ranked as the 12th worst team in the country on my poll. Um, now, their schedule doesn't start out too bad. At Duke, Lafayette, Rutgers, UMass. If they go 2-2 two and two in that stretch, that's okay. Even if you can upset Rutgers or Duke, that would be awesome. But then the schedule stinks. <laughs> At Memphis, at UCF, Tulsa, at Navy, South Florida, at Houston, Cincinnati, and East Carolina. I see them winning almost none of these games. The only winnable games I see on here, maybe Tulsa. Tulsa's just okay. At Navy, Navy's not very good, but, you know, triple option. and It's actually uh, two days before Halloween game. And then South Florida isn't good either, but I do like their transfer class, especially, obviously, Gary Bohannon. So, I just don't expect this team to be very good. 
honestly, it would be a miracle if this team made a bowl game, but I've seen crazier things happen. So, it's not the schedule. It's just where kind of the state of the program is. Stan Drayden really needs to, like, elevate these guys. They need to want to come out fighting to play sort of thing. At number 11, we have Hawaii. Now, Hawaii's sort of in a similar thing to Temple where the team just needs some confidence, but those were entirely different reasons. The on-field product wasn't horrible. 11 and 11 the last two years isn't good, but it isn't dreadful. And their schedule isn't horrible. I mean, there's some hard-ass games on here, but the main reason, only 28% of this roster is back from last year. They lost so many good players to the transfer portal. It's disgusting. I'm really sad because there was a lot of good players on on the team, and there just isn't anything anymore. Almost no talent remains anymore. Corey Bethley left. Darius Mwasu left. Nick Marner gone. Very, very sad what um, Todd Graham did abusing the players. And it really fucked over this program. Timmy Chang, he's going to have to somehow work the miracle works in order to get Hawaii back to being good again. They only returned 33% of their roster. That's disgusting. Even bringing back... Like, I know Coastal, they only ring out 36. But Coastal's like, they have an established culture. Like... They didn't have a guy that abused players. Jamie Chadwell is an excellent coach, and they bring back their starting quarterback, Grayson McCall, who's one of the best in the nation. But now they will go back to that run-and-shoot offense. That's what they have when they were successful. I expect them to do that. And Hawaii, you can get the athletes that can do that. Hawaii actually gets pretty decent to solid athletes. And the schedule isn't horrible. Vanderbilt, honestly, I'd favor them over Vanderbilt. I think they're actually the better team than Vanderbilt. I could be wrong, but in my opinion, the Rainbow Warriors will be their first game. Timmy Chang, new face, new, like, energy. And they get an FCS opponent in Duquesne. It's not like Duquesne's amazing. And at New Mexico State, they're going to be horrible, too. And Nevada, they're not going to be good. And it's at Hawaii, but... The road schedule sucks. This road schedule is... Well, and the Mountain West schedule is ass. First of all, the other out-of-conference games are Western Kentucky and Michigan, who are both miles superior to Hawaii. At San Diego State, who's miles superior. At Colorado State, who will probably be better. At Fresno State, miles better. Wyoming, better. Utah State, miles better. UNLV, maybe they can beat UNLV. And at San Jose State, like, if they're the roster... Of last year's team who made a bowl, I'd say this is well above. Honestly, I'd probably project them for seven to eight wins with this schedule. But because of how much they lost, they're just they just can't. Almost can. I mean, maybe Timmy Chang proved me wrong, and he's an amazing QB whisperer, and the offense averages 35 points a game and keeps their opponents somehow like under 30. <coughs> but I just don't see it. And number 10, we have UConn. Wait, UConn not in the top five? What? Tyler, are you an alien? Um, no, I'm not an alien, or at least I'd like to think I'm not an alien. I'd like to think I was born from a human, my mom. But, uh, that has nothing to do with this. 
UConn, Jim Mora, I think we'll give him a little bit more energy. The Randy Edsall second tenure was a disaster. And it just did not pan out. The good news is their schedule, it's a weird mixed bag. Like, you have UMass, which you should win. At FIU, which you can win. Syracuse, which is winnable. Central Connecticut State should be an easy win. And that Ball State is impossible. But the other games suck. Like, at Michigan, at Utah State, at North Carolina State, Fresno State, Boston College, Liberty, at Army. You could make almost an argument for all these teams, maybe except for Liberty and Boston College, to be ranked. And I just don't see it in year one. Three wins, probably, and honestly, a bowl game would be an absolute miracle. Maybe Jim Moore, maybe the Jim Moore magic, but uh, I'm not buying it for year one. Anyways, at number nine, we have Georgia Tech. Jesus Christ, this program has fallen off a freaking cliff. This team was unwatchable last year, and they got outscored 100-0 in their final two games. Now, last year's team isn't this year's team. So, but first of all, the schedule stinks. (laughs) And also, this team isn't good. This team is not good at all. They lost a bunch of their good players. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, most notably. And just the state of the program. Uh, the, I just don't see them. Like, like, look at all the good teams they play. Clemson. Ole Miss. At UCF. At Pitt. Virginia. At Florida State. Miami. At Georgia. At North Carolina. I think North Carolina... Could sort of rebound. I'm not expecting like a 10-win team, but 7-8 wins isn't impossible. Mac Brown's a great coach. Like, the only cupcake win is Western Carolina. And maybe Duke. I don't know if I see another win on this schedule. Honestly, I see two wins. And Jeff Collins, he's on the hot seat. And he needs to be fired. He isn't getting this program out of the dumps. And believe it or not... Georgia Tech probably isn't the worst team in the ACC, though you could argue for that. I have Duke at number seven. Man. Um, Duke, last few years have been very rough. Now, it is a new era. Mike Elko comes in from Texas A&M. Well, first of all, with Duke, you have academic restrictions because, first of all, you have to be very intelligent to go to Duke. So that already limits your athletes. But the schedule is also not, well, it's not the most bad. It's just Duke. I don't even think they return a whole lot. They, they don't return a whole lot. Let me. They're yeah, one twenty fifth in the nation. That's horrible. Only forty eight percent of the roster's back, <coughs> and forty four percent offense, fifty two percent on defense. Both are just probably not going to cut it, especially for a bad team, really bad team. And I just, there isn't many winnable games. Like, the only winnable games they'll be favored in are Temple, which I don't even know if that's a one like, the, it's not like a cupcake, cupcake win. And then North Carolina A&T, you should win. But at Georgia Tech, possible. Um, but the rest of these games are not. North Carolina not winnable, really. Virginia not winnable at Kansas, maybe. 
But even then, Virginia Tech will still be the better team at Boston College. Wake Forest. It's just not. It's not going to be a prettier one. Mike Elko is going to have to take his time with this program. And he's going to need to really instill his philosophies on defense. And hopefully the OC hired, I don't know who he is, is at least passable as an OC. At number seven, we have Colorado. Um, Yeah, 2016 seems forever ago. And Colorado wishes it was 2016. Because they had a really good year that year. They went 10-4. But ever since then, they have not been good. And Carl DeVos probably on the hot seat, unfortunately, though I think it's a little too early to fire. Now, the main reason is lost a bunch of their good players, so that obviously isn't good. But, oh, the main reason they're on there here is the schedule. Holy crap. This is in, this is a out-of-conference schedule from hell. Hell. Damn, that was a bad voice crack. First of all, you play TCU, which is winnable it is at boulder and tcu is also under a new head coach and sony dykes but i think tcu has more talent and they are the better team at air force the air force is definitely the better team as the way better just on offense and defense the triple option hard to prepare for i think the falcons easily kill colorado and at minnesota minnesota is going to kill colorado they shut him out last year in boulder they won't probably shut them out again, but they're still going to kill these guys. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, and then the, then in the conference schedule isn't favorable either. Like, okay, so UCLA is going to be a way better team. I really like the Bruins this year. And then their other hard games are at Oregon State, Oregon, at USC, and Utah. None of these... None of these games are winnable in my eyes. The only chance I could see for wins is at Arizona, Cal, and Arizona State. Those are the only winnable games on here. And even then, they probably won't win all those. Honestly, I'd probably see a two-win season. At number six, we have New Mexico State. Now, I think long-term, this program isn't in a bad place. Um, short term, however, horrible, absolutely morbid. Um, I like Jerry Kill. That hire was nice. They needed to get rid of Doug Martin. Dear God, nine seasons and they won like what was it, twenty five games? Ugh. Horrid, disgusting. Anyways, so I like Jerry Kill. Jerry Kill's been through it all. He had an okay stretch in Minnesota, but had to retire due to epilepsy. But now he's back on the sidelines. So, honestly, I hope for his sake he does well with the Aggies. But there's a lot to fix. A lot, 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 lot to fix. <laughs> this team is not good, obviously. Only 54% returning, 31% offense is atrocious, and 76% on defense is actually, though, is really good. So expect this team to be better on the defensive side of the ball. And now the schedule again, it's a mixed bag. But New Mexico State, they're they're horrible, so they're <laughs> not gonna win most of these games. Nevada, they don't return a lot, but they're still favored by like twelve. 
At Minnesota, the Gophers are going to pound them. At UTEP, is going to pound them. At Wisconsin, they're going to get pounded. Hawaii is winnable. FIU is winnable. New Mexico is winnable. That stretch right there, if you can win at least two or three of those, awesome. And even the next two games, San Jose State isn't, like, amazing. I expect them to be better than they were last season. But it's not an impossible game. And then at UMass and then Lamar. So that stretch, that six, if you can win four of those games, even three of those games would be amazing. And then finally, you close it out at Missouri and at Liberty, which will probably both be blowout losses. So I like the future. I like Jerry Kill. I think he's the right guy for this environment. But it's still going to take a lot of time. At least like probably like three to four seasons for New Mexico State is even remotely competitive. But best of luck, Jerry Kill. Congratulations for um, beating epilepsy. That's awesome. Now I'm now again to the top five or bottom five. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's become such a meme that... Honestly, this team is horrible. Like, honestly, I don't expect them to be any better than they were last year, really. At Hawaii is winnable, but it's on the road. Elon's the only guaranteed win. Even their non-conference, Wake Forest, still going to kill them. And at Northern Illinois, I think it's a way better team. And the ranked teams they play, they play Alabama and Georgia on the road. Ole Miss and Kentucky on the road, including other hard games like South Carolina, Tennessee, and Florida, who I expect all to, at very worst, get set at six or seven wins. I mean, Clark Lee, he's going to have an uphill battle to make this team. This is one of the hardest jobs in college football, again, because of the academic standards. Now, apparently the new athletic department is willing to invest more in football, but it's still going to take a while for this team to be good or even average. So, whew, yeah, this is not, this is not, there's almost, there's almost no way. I mean, the only, I guess, upside is I think they return a lot. If I go, I think they're in the top, like, 40 in returning percentage. But I don't know if it's going to be enough or even enough to get to, like, three wins. Three and nine, I mean, that's horrible. But at least it would show something that you're in the right direction. But if, uh, yeah. Then we get to the bottom four, New Mexico. The offense was the worst in college football last year. And when you're the worst offense in college football, you're going to be the one of the worst teams in college football. The offense averaged like three and a half yards per play, which is just depressing, and the schedule doesn't help either. I'm not saying Dan Gonzalez on the hot seat. Honestly, I think this needs like a four to five year rebuild, and he's in year three. The only maybe guaranteed win I see is Maine. Uh, Boise State's going to kill him. UTEP's going to kill him. LSU's going to kill him. At UNLV, they're the better team. Wyoming's going to probably beat him. At New Mexico State's winnable. It's not impossible, but... I, I do favor the Aggies. Fresno State, Utah State, Air Force, San Diego State, and Colorado State are all way better teams than the Lobos. <sighs> that offense needs to just at least be okay to win some of these games, but it's anything but okay right now. Now we're in the bottom three. Oh, boy. 
Number three, Rice. Rice returns a lot, but their schedule stinks super bad. Like, this will be a hard schedule for almost anyone, honestly. This schedule is brutal. And first of all, they don't have good talent to begin with. And the academic restrictions. And the hard schedule. It's like the whole... It's like the whole trash... Um, the whole trash cake. With the fucking trash cherry on top. The only maybe win I see is like McNeese... At, um, they get at home, but at USC, Louisiana, at Houston, UAB. Like, what is this? Like, almost any team would struggle with a schedule. At Florida, and then the other teams that they play that are good are UTEP, UTSA, Western Kentucky, North Texas, and I think Charlotte can be a bowl team, and same with the Owls of Florida Atlantic. This is not, no. This is... If they win, like, four games of the schedule, I'd be shocked. And honestly. Now, number two, FIU. Oh, my God. This, this program's a dumpster fire. First of all, they don't want to invest into football. And I don't know how the hell Mike McIntyre is going to ex- succeed here. I really don't. The only winnable game or, like, not winnable, but the only possible, like, easy win is Bryant. The rest of the schedule. Now, they do play New Mexico State, Texas State, and UConn. Though two of those are on the road. But the rest of the schedule is just not favorable. It isn't. Like, the hard games they have are Western Kentucky, North Texas, Florida Atlantic, Middle Tennessee, UTEP, UTSA. And they're probably going to get blown out in almost every single one of these games. If they win four games, honestly, that wouldn't be a bad first year for Mike McIntyre. <sighs> they do have that one good receiver. I forget his name, but he's really good. He had Tyrese Maxwell, I want to say his name was. Or no, Tyrese Chambers, I think. He's really good. He's the only bright spot, otherwise. <laughs> otherwise, like, super bad team. And number one, UMass. UMass has been the worst team of the past five years. And they are almost unwatchable. Well, they are unwatchable. Um, Don Brown is going to have an uphill battle. And his second stint is going to be nowhere near as easy as his first stint. The only maybe chip cupcake win I see is Stony Brook. The other games, Tulane, at Tulane, Toledo, Temple... Liberty, Eastern Michigan, Arkansas State, Army, Texas at Texas A&M, and at UConn. I don't see them winning any of these games. They're just, the only bright spot is Ellis Mayweather, who's their running back, but the defense has been so bad. If Don Brown can fix his defense, it would be a miracle. Anyway, guys, uh, sorry I kind of rushed through that. I didn't have much time on this podcast with the minutes left if you enjoyed this little <laughs> this little po- this little podcast yeah, little ranting session well not ranting session but this um of the bottom 25 teams um i really hope you enjoyed it i enjoyed it i'm tyler feinstein i'm out peace